This edition of Farming the Countryside is brought to you by Pivot Bioproven 40 OS, the nitrogen you need now on seed. Learn more at pivotbio.com. Welcome to Farming the Countryside. I'm Andrew McCrae. If you are a part of a farm or small business, or for that matter, simply have assets that you want to protect and think about passing along to another generation someday, you have several items you need to consider. These may involve estate planning, a variety of types of insurance, investing, and more. And then there is the discussion of how to create a plan that is fair, even if it may not be equal. It's a great discussion on a number of key topics, and it's this week's Farming the Countryside, brought to you by Pivot Bio. For many of us, harvest is complete and we're already making plans for next year. Part of my plan for my corn crop next year is to use Pivot Bioproven 40 once again. This will be the fifth season for using Pivot Bioproven 40. It's one of the ways I can guarantee my corn gets nitrogen when it needs it, no matter the weather. That predictability is available right on the corn seed. Pivot Bioproven 40 on seed gives growers more flexibility with their nitrogen plan. It's the first on seed nitrogen, and all U.S. corn growers have access to the game changing technology. Pivot Bio products contain naturally occurring microbes that fix nitrogen from the air and provide it directly to corn plants all season long. I hope you'll learn more. Just contact your local sales rep or go to pivotbio.com. Travis Shuri knows farming. He grew up on a large dairy farm in South Dakota and is still involved in its operation, although today you'll find him in Sioux Falls, where he is a financial advisor with Edward Jones and serves as a colonel in the South Dakota Air National Guard. Because of his background and his current work with many folks with ties to agriculture, we discuss some of the key topics he believes we all need to consider, both now and for creating the best future for our family and others who will be impacted by our legacy. I think you'll find Travis will bring up some items you've put in place and perhaps some others that you've overlooked and maybe even pick up a few ideas on how we can better plan for the future. I know I did. Let's just start where you would start with most clients, just talking about what are some of the most basic things I need to be thinking about if I haven't even thought about them. Well, the first thing I do when I sit down with a client or a prospective client is my discussion revolves around three different things that I want to make sure that we're addressing um, maybe not initially in the first meeting, but I want to make sure very shortly thereafter that we've, we've addressed them, that we've talked about them. And I understand what, uh, what their thoughts, uh, what their wishes, what their goals and needs are. Uh, first thing is, is, you know, what would you like to do when it revolves around your wealth management? Let's grow your wealth. How do we want to do that? What can we do for you on that front? Whether it's, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, whether it's, you know, planning through, you know, legacy plans, let's make sure we have a plan in place on that front. But just as importantly, while we do that, I want to make sure that we're, we're protecting you. We're protecting your family. We're protecting your loved ones. We want to make sure we have a plan in place to do so through the appropriate levels of insurances and types of insurances. And the third thing is, is I want to make sure that we're having a discussion that revolves around today. I want to make sure that we're taking care of you today, that we have funds available. We built that emergency fund, that we're keeping you on track in the event that the unfortunate happens. We have a plan. We can take that weight off of your shoulders because we've already thought through that. And then we revolve around, we move into the discussion of, well, let's talk about what you want your legacy to be. And when I'm having that discussion with clients, the first thing I remind them is, 
when we look at your legacy, and this is especially important when we're looking at folks who have farms, who have other assets, small businesses, uh, I simply remind them fair is not always equal. And then we have a deeper discussion about how we make things fair, even if we can't make them equal. So let's dive into some of these. I wanted to go to insurance because you and I were visiting earlier, life insurance, but also disability insurance. Two things that I think folks in agriculture need to think about. One, life insurance, probably I can handle that. It might depend on my age, stage of life, but disability can be very difficult. So talk about those two things when you're talking to farm clients. Yeah, one of the things that we have to consider when we talk about disability insurance in particular is we have to look at what is an individual's profession. And we have to look at what is the risk that's going to be associated with the company that will be insuring you. Um, I love the farming industry. I grew up on a farm myself, uh, dairy, beef, and crop operation. Uh, and I understand inherently farming has risk, and, and so do the underwriters. So one of the discussions that we have is, is just making sure that we're comfortable with the plan we have in place. If it means supplementing that plan with disability insurance, we look at what that will do for them in the event something happens. Because life insurance is great, but I always tell folks life insurance is not about you, the insured. It's about your family. However, in the event that you become disabled, you become hurt, you're not able to to perform your work on the farm uh, or any other industry, you're still here. So the life insurance hasn't kicked in. We've got to have a plan in place as well. So we do a real deep dive into what are the needs, what other assets would be available outside of the life insurance. Uh, But we also want to make sure that we don't put the plan long-term retirement those kinds of uh, uh, goals uh, at risk because we didn't have something in place to supplement if we could. So if you're thinking about a farm client and it is cost prohibitive to do disability insurance, what types of things can I do then so that if I still am living but can't earn a living, what kinds of things could I be thinking about now? So obviously that's where when I sit down with clients, you know, we may have to build another goal that is simply protecting myself and my family. And and so maybe we can't supplement quite to the level that a disability policy or supplemental insurance might provide, but we still have funds that are reserved that we're hoping not to have to use ever. Uh, But in the event that something were to arise, what they can do is they can help supplement any other uh, potential government assistance that a person might give. Uh, If there's a spouse, you know, their income, you know, we want to be able to supplement that in hopes of really alleviating the stressors that can come from those life-changing events. We want to make sure that we've planned ahead. And while that plan may not fully cover everything that was previously earned, uh, it it certainly does help. And so I I really stress to our clients and especially those on the, on the agricultural side, because, you know, we're all at fault, you know, And, and when I've talked to my dad over the years, it's, you know, my reinvestment in my retirement is reinvesting back into the farm. And and so many of our peers in the farming industry, that's their approach to it. Uh, So we try to make sure that we're diving deeper. We're having candid discussions. I'm going to ask tough questions. And and by and large, most people will be amazed that when we start asking those questions about how open and responsive uh, our clients become. With life insurance, many people have term life insurance. I'm betting you're going to say that's probably a, a good thing, wise thing. But when that term runs out, there may be some things I want to think about that could relate to my legacy planning. Yeah, so there's 
most term policies these days will give you the opportunity to uh, convert. And so that's one of the things that I always stress with folks is, is generally most, in my mind, most folks are going to need simple uh, and, and or maybe robust term uh, life insurance policies. But our goal is, is that covers us from today up through retirement. Once we get to retirement, hopefully we have a plan. Now, the nice thing about insurance products is that world is changing all the time. And one of the nice things that we can do through convertible insurance products is it leaves the door open down the road. Maybe our health has changed. We're all older. Um, we may not be quite as insurable. So if we think we need to use that as part of our legacy plan down the road, we have the option with many term policies to be able to convert it, which then we turn it into a permanent policy, which allows us to use that as part of our estate plan as well. Thinking about estate plans and, and legacy, you mentioned earlier about that uh, fair is not always equal. I think many families, farms, small businesses have this conundrum of what do I do? I have different heirs, different children. How do I begin to think through that? You've had these types of discussions with others. How do you help them just begin to think about how I do this? You know, this is a situation my own family has lived. You know, my, my dad and my uncle uh, are active on the farm, but they have siblings. And so how do we make it so that we provide for all siblings uh, when one or two or three are, are the ones that are back working on the farm? That's their livelihood. You can't necessarily take that away from them and sell land. They need that for their livelihood. So one of the things that I do is, is we have a discussion about well, what would you like to do? for the other siblings. You know, maybe there's other assets that are available that we'd be able to supplement and split and, and try to make fair as equal as possible. Uh, but the other thing is, is we use that as part of our legacy plan. And maybe we have a, an insurance policy that only names, you know, the siblings, the children that are not part of the current egg production. Uh, and they receive those assets. And those that are active on the farm uh, can receive the farm assets without interrupting their, their livelihood and their ability to provide for their families. I think that that is so important because you often have some people in the family that do want to farm. I'm sure it is possible, but how do you build enough wealth so that they don't have to sell land? Because the land now is worth so much. That's a huge asset, and they need that. How do you begin to work through that? You know, the biggest thing that I always tell folks is, is it's, it's about what your goals are and then making them a priority. And so maybe that does mean over the years that we build it into the plan that we're going to set aside so much each year to be able to to fund an insurance policy, to be able to uh, acquire other assets that may be divisible uh, when the estate gets processed. We want to make sure that we have those discussions. And, and, and the hardest part is, is, you know, parents, they're going to struggle with, we want to take care of our kids and we feel the need to split things equally. And, and so I just really try to make sure that they understand and take an objective look at it and, and recognize they're providing for their children. They're providing for their heirs. It just looks a little different for each one of them. And there's nothing wrong with that. You are with a lot of different clients. Have you seen some different creative things that they decide to do to make some of these things happen? You know, I joke often uh, when we do reviews, and one of the things that we'll do is we'll take a look at beneficiaries. And, and I'll ask clients, you know, has anything changed? Do you like one of your kids better than the other now? Um, but in all seriousness, it's something that we want to make sure that we're reviewing uh, on a consistent basis. Uh, I encourage folks when they have wills and trusts th to take a look at those. 
probably no less than every five years uh, just to make sure his life has changed. Um, But we do have a number of different creative ones where we'll have the farm assets or small business assets. We'll go to those that are remaining in there. And if there's any other retirement plans, you know, maybe one spouse is working on the farm and the other one had a um, had a corporate position or, or in another industry where they had a 401k. So maybe the other heirs are listed as the beneficiaries of the 401k or another annuity or or any cash that's assets that are in, you know, checking or savings can also be uh, added on that front. So we've seen a lot of different splits along that way. Uh, the other thing is, is maybe they have multiple opportunities where there's multiple streams of income coming into the farm. And so maybe you put some of the farm into a trust uh, and and from there, the assets can be distributed as there's earnings on that as well. So there's a lot of different things. I always encourage folks, we really want to have a robust team put in place. When we start to talk about the estate, about the legacy, we want to make sure we're talking to the tax pros. We want to run our moves past them and we want to include estate attorneys. They're the professionals. They understand the law. They understand what changes may be coming down the line when it comes to the law. And they help us plan further into the future. Uh, and, and that's where we can really get creative when we have all three working together as a team uh, to come up with really comprehensive plans for all of our clients. You mentioned several times about saving, investing, building wealth. With a farm operation, sometimes that's one member, sole employee, sometimes it's several employees. So think about retirement plans. There are many different options for them. Even if I'm just a single person out there working, there may be some things I want to think about. And then certainly if I have multiple employees. Yeah. One of the things that I always encourage folks is, is at the end of the year, we're always looking for where can we, where can we reduce my taxes? What can we do? You know, and, and a lot of times farmers are looking for a new asset to acquire for a write-off and for a deduction. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, folks in the egg industry are farmers are telling me, I just don't have the additional assets to fund my retirement. And so one of the discussions I have with them is, is let's take a look at what an employer plan can do for you. There's multiple different options. And we walk through what the benefit to them, if they have employees, what the benefit to their employees are. We talk about any potential cost to them, but then we also talk about, you know, are there any potential advantages on the tax side. And that's where we bring in our CPA and and have a really candid and thorough conversation about, well, if we choose this plan, here's the benefits when it comes to today. And that's where our CPAs and accountants can help us out on. But then I'm also telling them, well, with that, you're getting the benefit today, according to what they've just told you. But we also are getting an appreciating asset that is going to be able to work for you over time. Anytime we have any investments like that, it's really about time. So the sooner we get something started for you, you've got more time for this to work. It's not really about timing the markets in my world. It's really about time in the market. And so I really stress them because a lot of times they'll tell me, I I just don't have the ability to do it now. Uh, Let's talk in a year or two. You know, and it goes back to the old adage of when's the best time to plant a tree? Well, it's 20 years ago. Same thing goes with your retirement. When was the best time to put that plan in place? And for farmers that have employees, it it's tough right now. I mean, uh, and our own farm itself, it's it, keeping employees, retaining employees, and employer plans are another thing that you can put out there to show that you're taking care of your employees. Uh, they're assets of yours, and the more you can keep them, the lot less stress you have 
less cost you have with retraining employees and things on that front. So we, we really dive into more than just the dollar and cent that you're writing, but let's look at the bigger picture of what you're saving in the grand scheme of things as well. Let's talk about employees for just a moment, because you come from an operation that a dairy often has lots of employees. What do you find are some things to think about with employees because you want to reward those that are there and hopefully keep a good workforce? So what types of things are you seeing people do? You know, I'm seeing a lot of small businesses. I'm seeing a lot of folks with larger uh, ag production um, where they're providing uh, retirement plans, much like you would find in in a 401k from, you know, any other business where they're matching. And we can go out and determine what that criteria is. You can determine, you know, how long somebody needs to be with you. Uh, you can put the number of hours that they need to work uh, over the course of a year. Uh, you can really tailor that to fit what your needs are to encourage retention, but at the same time, reward loyalty and longevity with your clients. And, and, and through that match uh, that you can provide them, it just shows them that you're investing in them. You care about them. And so that's when I'm talking to business owners um, in, in all industries, that's one of the things I'm stressing is, is this is one way for you to really show you care about your employees. As you think about the years you've been doing this and the clients that you have and, and other stories I'm sure you hear, think about the common mistakes. What are the things that we're most often forgetting, not thinking about? Uh, I'm sure that you see some of those come up time and again. You know, I think when I look at the investment side of the house, the first mistake that I that I see is is, is really getting wrapped up in short term for the long term. And what I try to remind folks is, is the last year, year and a half has been a difficult time uh, in, in the markets and people have seen their investments drop. Uh, they've seen them go up. They've seen them drop again. Uh, what I remind folks is, is when we are doing this and we are in times like we are right now, it is never fun. All right. It is never going to be fun, but it is necessary. And why is it necessary? Because it's what sets us up for that next rebound. And the other thing is, is it's normal. If we look at the historical perspective and we go back a hundred years, what we are going through is another normal cycle. It looks different than previous ones, but we're now in a normal cycle. Now, the other thing is, is when I see folks who have gone out and they've got life insurance and I ask them, well, why do you have this type of life insurance? And they can't tell me. And so that's one of the first things that I will always ask them. I want you to know why you have an investment. I want you to know why you have life insurance. I want you to know why you have an estate plan. What is the purpose of it? So the common mistake I'll see on that side of the house, when we're talking about protecting you and protecting your family, do we have the right kind of insurance for you? And probably just as important, do we have the right amount? Are you overinsured? Are you underinsured? And so we'll dig deep into that to ensure that at the end of the day, when you walk out of my office, you can feel confident, get your questions answered, and you can feel confident that you have a comprehensive plan put in place that covers all those aspects and those questions have been answered. Over the last year or so, interest rates have moved higher, and so that impacts farms. But on the flip side of that, that means that the rate you can earn has moved higher. Has that changed any discussions about how we might put money and where we might put it in general? You know, right now, it's a great opportunity for folks who are looking for short-term investments. When we have the opportunity to have uh, higher rates right now, that's a great opportunity. Now, at the same time, the additional piece is if we have a longer time frame for those funds, because that's always the most important thing. When do you need these assets? When do you need this cash? If we have a longer runway for that, right now the interest rates, though, have gotten everybody thinking, you know, we've got great rates now, we got great rates now. 
the inevitable is coming where those rates will then begin to subside. So we've got to have the discussion of, okay, are these longer term funds? Then we need to be making sure we're looking at the appropriate type of opportunities that focus on the long term perspective so that we can make sure we're meeting your goals. So right now it's great when I'm having discussion with folks who have some assets and maybe we don't meet it for a few months or, or, or even a year. Well, we've got a great plan for that. But then it's also keeping folks with their eye on the prize because it's always about what is the purpose of those funds? When are they going to be needed to make sure that we set them up appropriately? So at the end of the day, we can assure we're always on track. Two types of insurance we haven't talked about yet. One, health insurance and, and long-term disability or long-term care insurance. Just wondering the discussions you have with clients about those. Again, they may be going out to an insurance agent, but you're you know helping with the whole grand scheme of things. What types of things should we be thinking about in those areas? Well, obviously, in insurance, uh, on the health side in general, we always want to make sure that we have a plan in place and that we, we understand because there's so many differences in the types of health insurance um, from that standpoint. So one of the things I always do is I want to ensure that they're talking to their insurance individual that provides the health insurance so that they can understand the plan. How much is the deductible? What is our max out of pocket? You know, what are our premiums? Because I want to factor into our plan that we're making sure that we have funds available to cover premiums, that we have funds available for if we have to cover up to the catastrophic limit. That's part of my plan on that front. So I want to make sure that they understand what that is. Now, long-term care, uh, I would love everybody to have a long-term care policy. And, and, and the reason is, is at some point, the numbers are showing right now, nearly 70% of us at some point are going to need some sort of long-term care assistance. Now, that doesn't mean we're all going to end up in a nursing home. Uh, that could simply be, I tell folks, it could be having somebody come in to help prepare meals you know, once a week for the week. It could be somebody coming in to help clean the house once a week. Um, maybe it's an in-home nurse. We don't know at what level of care. The numbers are showing that that number continues to increase the percent of us that are going to need that assistance. So my discussion with them is, is let's talk about what we're going to be doing with that. And really long-term care insurance, what it does is it helps preserve other assets because now we have a fund that is available to help take care of those needs. Now, maybe we're not going to insure somebody through long-term care for the entirety because if they end up in a nursing home for 10 years, there's really no way feasibly for most folks that we can afford to provide that amount of coverage. So let's provide for a couple, two, three years and or, or up to five, and let's protect you during that time. Let's let's reduce the need that we're going to need off of any other assets and be able to take care of that. Now, when we get beyond that, it served its purpose, and if somebody happens to live longer, we'll, we'll start to use those other assets. Now, the other thing that I always tell folks is, is obviously, there's a cost to it, so I want to make sure that they understand the balance between the cost of the insurance as well as the benefit. And what I've seen is, is generally folks who have been affected by somebody who has been in a nursing home or somebody whose parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles have had long-term care insurance and seen the benefit of it. A lot of times those individuals have a lot of questions and they're much easier to get on board with the understanding of the importance of it. Um, but it's something I have a discussion with all of my clients and prospective clients is this is something that we should consider and maybe it fits and maybe it doesn't, but I want to make sure at the end of the day that we've had that discussion and have at least informed and educated you on, on, on the opportunities that are out there. And above all, I'm sure you're going to tell me, have these discussions. Don't put them off. Whatever topic we've talked about, get out there and, and begin to talk. I, I, I would agree. I mean, the, the sooner you have those discussions, and, and 
for me, it's important when I have clients come in, I don't want just one spouse. I want both spouses. I want to make sure both spouses are, are on board. They understand they have the same objectives. Now, they may not have uh, the same perspective about their risk and how they want to, you know, but I want to make sure that they understand that. And I also can't stress enough, you know, for for uh, our aging population, don't be afraid to bring your children into the discussion. Make sure that they understand what your plan and what your desires are. Uh, make sure that they know when that time comes, what you would like to have happen. And then for our younger folks with, with younger children, you know, have that discussion early about the value of money, about the value of saving uh, and what that can mean. Because there's a lot of opportunities on that front where I work with a lot of my clients' children and we get them started very early uh, and, and get them excited about this type of planning, not just financial, but the, the longer term. And, and they understand what this can do and what impact it can have for years over years. Travis, good topics, good information. I appreciate the time. My pleasure. I always appreciate it, Andrew. Thanks to Travis for being our guest on this week's show and for sharing some valuable information that we can use both now and in the future. Remember, you can follow Farm in the Countryside and our daily show, American Countryside, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just type in Farm in the Countryside or American Countryside. And you can hear these shows in a variety of ways as well. If you're listening on the radio, you can always go to farmingthecountryside.com to check out past shows and topics. And, of course, if you're listening on the podcast, just go to your podcast platform and scroll through the archives for other guests and show topics. I always enjoy hearing from you with topic ideas as well. I appreciate you joining me. I'm Andrew McRae. I'll catch you next time on Farming the Countryside. This edition of Farming the Countryside is brought to you by Pivot Bioproven 40 OS. The nitrogen you need, now on seed. Learn more at pivotbio.com.